You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We're on the line with Sarah Cooper. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. You know, it's always fun to talk to someone who's been really deeply involved with, in racing and still is, and is also putting on an event, and you're starting a new event next year. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's called uh, the Spotted Horse Gravel Ultra, and the Spotted Horse is from my uh, 508 totem. Right now, the route sits at 209 miles, and then there will also be a 150-mile distance. It is self-supported, and so far, it's it's mostly gravel um, with 14 and a half miles of level B dirt roads. There is over 10,000 feet of climbing. I don't have an exact number there yet, but there's it's significantly hilly. Um, it passes through six Iowa counties. Uh, it's it's all self-supported. <laughs> so I'm wondering. So there'll be because it is convenience Iowa. stores along the route. So is this a, a road that you have used for training? Yeah, a lot of it is training, and some of it is just exploring. Um, I kind of got sick of riding the same roads, and so I just uh, started taking off and going farther and farther. My kids are finally to the point where they can make it through a school day without calling me for something, um, or get you know they don't get sick quite as often, so I don't have to you know, stay with the same 30 and 40 mile loops that I repeat and repeat and repeat. <laughs> so I just start getting farther and farther out. And uh, as long as I make it back home, you know, in, in time to get them off the bus, I can, I can get some longer rides in here and there. So I've started going south, close to Missouri, um, and found just some really, really great country to ride in. And there's not a lot of traffic. And the hills are big, and I really enjoy it. I think people are really going to like it. So what was it that made you want to direct an event? You know, I don't know. I was trying to sort that out with my husband. He's like, do you really need something else to do? And and the answer (laughs) is definitely no. I really don't. But this is something that I really enjoy and very passionate about. And I just, I want to share it with people. It's it's great country to ride in. Um, I think if people come here from far away, they'll get to see a part of Iowa that they wouldn't ordinarily see coming here. And the people that live here, that ride around here, these are areas where they don't normally ride. So I think there's something for everyone. And, you know, you just get to see a, a part of small town Iowa that, that you know, is, is kind of unknown, really. Now, once you released word that you were doing this, you actually got a great response, didn't you? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I mean, these first-year events, you just never know. And, and the interest has been really great, so hopefully we'll get people to sign up. Um, but, yeah, the website has gotten a lot of traffic, and, and I've actually had um, people from 19 different countries look at the website, which just blew my mind. It's just a little gravel event. <laughs> so is there going to be a limit? Uh, are you going to put a time limit on registration? A limit on how many yeah. people can participate? Yeah, our registration will open in May. I haven't determined the company yet, but we'll use one of the online registration sites. Um, and 100 people will be the limit for the first year. And then from there, we'll see. Uh, the venue is um, it's at Wildwood Hills Ranch, which is a nonprofit organization that serves at-risk children. They do summer camps and things like that. Um, they have 
the ability to host a lot more people, but this is their very first bicycle event that they're they're hosting. So we're going to keep it on the small side for the first year. First come, first served, or are you making selections based on residents? No, first come, first serve. No, <laughs> you want to sign up, you got to sign up and uh, be ready when it opens, I guess. And what's the exact date? October 29th, 2016. And your website? Uh, SpiderHorseCycling.com. Okay. Well, in addition to that event, next year you've got a pretty big race yourself coming up, don't you? Yeah, I've got another big season. Um, it starts It starts in February with Sebring again. I'm going to do 24 hours of Sebring. And then I have Trans Iowa in April. And then I have signed up for RAW, Race Across the West. And what was it about this year that really gave you the confidence to do something farther like Race Across the West? Well, you know, it was just one of those things that had been on my bucket list and um, last year went pretty well. So it was just time to step up and, and give it a try and see how that goes. And then if if I like that and if I do well, then then I'll consider doing the full race across America at some point. Now, what I'm finding really interesting about you, as well as many other things, but in our discussion tonight, your event is going to be strictly unsupported. So, And you also enjoy doing unsupported rides, um, but you also are out doing things like Furnace Creek and or, or Silver State and Race Across the West, where you have to bring in a crew. Do you prefer one over the other? Um, I have to say that my personality probably fits more with the unsupported events, um, but I really enjoy both. I I think you know, once I get once I get the Ram and Raw bug out of my system, I I think I will gravitate towards the self-supported. But they're both fun. I, I you know I enjoy both quite a bit. The self-supported is definitely easier um, than trying to get a crew of six to nine people together and dragging them across the country. And so, I mean, that, that is, is a bit limiting in, as to how many of those that I can do just from a logistical and financial standpoint, <laughs> but they're both, they're both good times. You had a great year. You set records at a number of events. What was the high point? Oh my goodness. Um, they were all pretty high points. <laughs> I think finishing on a high note at Texas Time Trials with uh, with a sub thirty hour five hundred mile, and then, oh my gosh, that race was so hard. I really, and then I had I had um, pretty severe dental issues going on during the race. I wasn't even really sure that I was going to be able to to do what I had planned to do, and and to be able to pull that off felt really good. What are some other points from your season that really stand out in your mind? Um, sadly, my, my first official DNF happened this year at Trans-Iowa. Um, yeah, but no one finished, so <laughs> there is that, but, you know, it was, it was funny. I was just so, so sad after that because, it, you know, I just love that event and I love the adventure and the ride and it was like, oh, we're all done. That's it. So it was really, you know, just just kind of a downer. So I'm looking forward to going back next year, and hopefully the weather will cooperate and uh, I'll get another finish. But we'll see. You never know. How do you do so well at both road and gravel? 
You know, gosh, I never feel like I do very well at gravel. I feel like I fall off my bike a lot and get lost. <laughs> but uh, um, it's it's just a lot of training. I train on both surfaces. Um, so I'm, I'm comfortable with both. And now I'm branching out into fat biking, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of falling off again. <laughs> and you've got, fat, stuff the hard way. you've got an event What's coming that? up, don't you? You've got an event coming up in the next few weeks? Yeah, December 19th, I have my first fat bike race. And it, it should be short. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I signed up for, um, but it's going to either be out an hour and a half or three hours, something like that. And it's on a, a set of trails that I rode for the first time this weekend and managed to not fall off. And it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, that bike is just so much fun. What do you like most about it? Easy to go over pretty much any terrain? Yeah, you can roll over pretty much anything you want to. Um, you can go fast on it, you can go slow on it, ride gravel, ride trails, ride good weather, bad. Um, we took it out, uh, a friend of mine and I, we went out a couple weeks ago and we didn't realize quite how bad the roads were but we got way out in the country and it was pure ice and it, was, it just handled fantastic until it started to thaw and then we started crashing but <laughs> it was still fun <laughs> now you have a lot of diversity in your race calendar do you need that just to keep mentally fresh you know i don't ever worry about being mentally fresh i think as long as i pick things that i'm interested in um I don't really ever get bored. I spend a lot of time on the trainer and, you know, people complain about how boring that is. It, it just doesn't really bother me. I like being on my bike. I like being active. So it's all good. Do you think the fat bike is going to give you more options than just using the trainer? It will. Um, you know, it, it's hard to, to consider that training time, even though it, it, it can be very hard. It can be very challenging to ride that bike and, especially to lug that thing up some of the hills with the gearing that I have on it. Um, but all of the, the training has to happen on the trainer right now just just to make sure that I get it done and I get done when I need to get done. But that is sure nice to get out on. You know, at least once a week I can get out and do a long ride on that. And You know, if the conditions are sketchy and we have to ride slow or be cautious, then it, it just doesn't really matter because I've put the work in elsewhere and this is just fun time so yeah it's more just mentally and just to get outside and enjoy the the weather i wonder what that's going to do for your overall fitness riding a bike that's so much heavier it's funny though you know i i just had the gearing switched out on it it came with a a little 28 ring and then a 42 t cassette and i i had a i think it's a 34 put on there so i jumped up six t's and, oh, my gosh, you know, I loved it at first on the first flat ride. I took it on and then taking it up these hills. Like, oh, my God, I feel like I put on 20 pounds and I'm way out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. But then, you know, some days you ride and it's just so icy and fleshy and crappy that, you know, you're going six mile an hour and standing along in the 42 and trying not to fall over. So you just never know what you're going to get during the winter. Now, do you take any kind of an off season? Um, I had, I had some time after the Texas time trials. So that was, yeah, some of that was, some of that was forced because I was, I was pretty sick after that race, but yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was dentally enforced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I got back on my bike, but I do some, some swimming and some weightlifting and some other things just to add a little variety. So the fat bike race, what are your goals there? Other than not to fall off. Oh, well, you just took it right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just to go hard and have fun. I I don't have any real competitive goals for that. I'm I'm quite certain I won't be rested and um, tapered for that. Um, So I don't, yeah, it'll just just be for fun and to go hard because it's fun to just go hard. And it used to be ages ago that I thought an hour and a half was a really long ride. So to think that that's a short ride now and to feel like I can race that is is kind of fun. (laughs) You know, with the holidays coming up, I kind of forget about the months right in front of the, or right after that. And it just struck me as you were talking about your race schedule, Sebring's only two and a half months from now. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 if you start with that, it leads to a really short off season. Yeah. There just isn't a lot of time to mess around. There's not a lot of time to get hurt. So that's, you know, that's where I had to take some of this off season fun with a little bit of caution. I've, I, I uh, <laughs> got a little carried away going down a hill on that ride a couple of weeks ago and ended up vaulting into a ditch and um, impaled the shifter on my shin. Oh. <laughs> So you just gotta gotta be careful out there. I can't really afford to hurt myself right now. And when do you really start ramping up your training for Sebring? I already have. You have. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what do you plan as far as post Sebring for leading up to race across the West? I know you've got Trans Iowa in there. Yeah i I have a week in March. I'd hope to do, um, oh, the Ram Challenge Texas, but they moved that forward, and so I can't I can't do that now. But I do have a week in March that I can do a block of training. Whether I'll do that in Iowa or whether I'll drive somewhere warm to to do that, I don't know yet. So I'll I'll do a, a high volume week there, and then I was looking at doing. Um, the Texas Rando Stampede in May. But I haven't I haven't been able to nail down my kids' calendar yet as to whether I can get away for that. But if I can't, I just you know, I'll just get it done here. Um, get the training done here and do what I can. And have you already There's got your crew lined up for race across the West? Have I got what? Your crew lined up for race across the West? Oh yeah. Yep, yep, I've got all my crew. I've got a really experienced crew I'm just overwhelmed um I only have one one guy that's a complete rookie and he's hardly a rookie he's a tour divide finisher and trans Iowa finisher and one of my training partners and everyone else has crew experience or ram or raw experience so I'm in really good hands so you've got a full year as we said when we started this out what are you going to do between raw and the event you're putting on the spotted horse? Oh, I'll probably race gravel. I, I have thoughts of going to the 508 again. Um, if I can 
I don't know that I can afford to take a crew out there. So if I go, I would brando it. Um, I would really like to do the hoodoo one of these years, but um, with it being right when my kids start school, it's just a hard time to get away. Um, I I can actually make it to No Country for Old Men this year. So I will probably go down there and do one of the distances, probably the 200 if I can't. And that would be the week before your event, correct? Two weeks before. Two weeks, okay. All right. Well, could you give us the website for the Spotted Horse Gravel Ride again? It's spottedhorsecycling.com. And just again, the the brief details on it, how long, date? There is a 200-mile and a 150-mile distance. And the date is October 29th, 2016. And it starts and finishes in St. Charles, Iowa. And registration is opening in May and it's first come, first serve. Yep. All right. Well, Sarah Cooper, always a pleasure visiting with you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Over the Top Cycling in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.